0: Welcome to the Online Tent Revival, Modern Medium, Old-Time Preaching. I'm Pastor James. Let's start today's sermon. I'd like to start by apologizing for the delay between uh, posts of this podcast. Um, it's been a very busy and stressful month, and unfortunately, I just sort of in the stress lost the motivation, which is a sad and terrible thing given the sheer importance of what we're about to undertake what we're talking about, which is the Gospel itself. Of course, it's always a little hard to go back over material you've already pretty thoroughly covered, Um, especially because, and I do need to give full disclosure here, the reason I chose this verse is that it has been used many times in many different presentations of the gospel, which I've been trained in. I went to Bible college as well as seminary, and I've been trained to do evangelism many different ways, but... One of the ways that is very common is using this verse. They even call it the one-verse method. So what I'm about to go through in today's podcast is a summary of that one-verse method. Uh, I'm not following any particular plan. In fact, I've just got my Bible open in front of me. I had typed up a whole batch of sermon notes and have decided not to follow them. I'm just going to go through the verse. Um, So I do want to acknowledge I am drawing on other material So I want to lay that in front of you. But uh, having said that, let's go through this together. And I want to encourage you, if you've already heard everything that's already been preached, after this message, go back and listen again so that you can unpack it even more, having heard the summary. And if you're starting here, this is not necessarily a bad place to start, but you will gain so much more by going back to listen to the messages that have come before this. Well, before we get to the verse itself, let's pray. Lord God, our Father in heaven, we pray, Lord, that you will bless this time we have together. Help us, Lord, as we come to your word. Help us, Lord, to understand it, to believe it, to trust in you, and to follow you as you reveal yourself in the Holy Scriptures. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, since I've gone through uh, the other messages, just so you know, and have explained a lot of the technical terms, in this summary, I'm actually going to feel free to use a little more technical language. So again, if this is your first recording, go back and listen to the other messages in this series. Let's read our verse for the uh, Romans, chapter 6. Verse 23, remember, those are added later, the chapter and verse numbers are just to help us find the words we want to read. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. As we've noted, we all begin with that same problem, which is our own sin. I don't need to prove you're a sinner. I could sit here and discuss all the sins of the Bible. I could go through all the Ten Commandments. I could do it quite easily. I'm sitting at my desk in my study, and I have a little model of the Ten Commandments right in front of me. But they basically boil down to two, love God and love your neighbor. Jesus Christ said those are the big two, and I don't need to prove to you that you don't love God like you should, You can look at your own life, how often you go to church, how often you read the Bible, how often you spend time in prayer, or even if you're not religious at all, how much time do you spend thinking about God, about his existence, about the importance of knowing him? Even you can acknowledge, wow, I don't really think about that as often as I should. I don't consider God as often as I should. Even you know. And I certainly don't have to prove you don't love your neighbor as yourself. We don't love each other the way we should. We get mad at each other for no reason. You know, road rage incidents happen. You know, we get frustrated. We treat people in the restaurant, the waitstaff poorly. You know, sometimes, well, all the time, we just don't measure up. All those times you just don't measure up. Those are sins. We're told earlier in the book of Romans, chapter three, twenty-three. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Your sin is just you not measuring up, not being what God created you to be, not showing the world what he is like. The book of Genesis, right at the very beginning of the Bible, right on the first or second page in your Bible, will tell you God created us to be in his image. We're supposed to be like him in character and action and thought, and we just aren't. Now, sin has consequences. You see, God is just. From eternity, he has always given to everyone what they deserve. Even when he was the only one who existed, since God exists eternally as three persons who are one God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they have each rendered to each other the worship that is their due. Justice isn't just about punishment. Justice is about giving what is deserved. God has always given among the three persons of the Trinity, that which is deserved, praise and glory and worship. Therefore, when he created things, when he created beings, angels and humans who were capable of thought and moral action, his nature is such that he will give us what we deserve. And sin deserves death. It deserves punishment by being separated from God, our creator's favor and love. You know, no one can escape God. But to be cut off from his favor and love, to be exposed to his wrath, that is death. That is spiritual death. And it is a condition that never ends. It is permanent. All of us begin in that situation of guilt. Even before we can take deliberate action on our own, we are still guilty, first because Adam acted on our behalf in the garden when he ate the forbidden fruit. Uh, We'll talk about the creation story later some other time. Um, We're guilty in him because he acted on our behalf, and we're guilty because if we could take a moral action, we would sin. We're rebels by nature. We sin because we are sinners. We are not sinners because we sin. Uh, That sounds very unusual, but it is the truth. So what are we going to do? If we're all born with this problem, if we're all born with this issue that we are sinners and we are already guilty, we're already under God's wrath, we're already facing death, what are we going to do about it? Well, we can't do anything about it. God has to do something about it. And fortunately, God is loving. And although we deserve wrath, God is also gracious. And he gives us his love anyway. And he gives us the free gift from him, the free gift of God, which is eternal life. If spiritual death is being separated from God's loving presence and being under his wrath, eternal life is being removed from his wrath and being placed in his loving presence forever. That is given to us as a gift. It is not what we deserve. It is more than we deserve. Indeed, it is the opposite of what we deserve. Well, how can he do that if he's just? That's a fair question. Because God is just. He has to pay mankind for his sin. And we're told that this eternal life, this free gift, is given through in Christ Jesus, our Lord. This is important. Jesus is the second person of the Trinity. He is God Almighty, one with the Father and the Spirit. Each of them a person in their own right, but each of them also God, possessing the fullness of the divine nature. You can go back and listen to part one on God, and that'll explain that in a little more depth if you're confused. It's a deep subject, I understand. But he is God. But he became man, born of the Virgin Mary, now being fully man and fully God at the same time. He lived a perfect life. He earned God's reward, God's payment for righteousness, not for himself, just as Adam acted for all mankind, so Jesus acted for all his people on our behalf if we believe in him, and he earned the blessing and salvation of God for us by his perfect life. And he died on the cross and took the infinite wrath of God in a moment of time. He took God's just payment for our sin again on our behalf. So that we would no longer be under the wrath of God ourselves. You see, once God has paid a debt being just, he will not pay it twice. We earned the wages of sin, but God has paid those wages out on the cross of Jesus. If we believe in Jesus, there is no more wrath to be given to us. God will not write the check twice. That would not be fair, and God is always fair. Now, this is a free gift. You see, you've already earned death. Nothing else you do can get you out of that. It can only make it worse because nothing you do is perfect. Nothing you do is worthy of God's salvation. All you can do is receive by faith, by trust, what Jesus has done for you. You can put your faith in him and he will give you forgiveness and he will give you a new life, a new beginning, freedom from the power of sin. You'll still struggle with it, but you will have power to overcome it more and more each day, and you will grow in grace. You don't have to earn God's love. We're told in John 3:16 that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It is a gift freely given. Let's pray. God, our Father, may those who here believe in Jesus, your Son, may they put their trust in him and have that new life which only he can give. Lord God, may they love and follow you and rejoice in the free gift you give. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, earlier in this series, I talked about maybe we should do creation next, and I've referred to it even now. And because the story of where we came from, and especially the story of Adam and Eve in the garden is so important as well as so controversial today, Um, I think it's important we go there next. Uh, I can't guarantee I'll do this immediately. There has been a break. Um, There will be little breaks between seasons, maybe a month, Uh, probably less time since I just had a month off. Um, But we will cover the story of creation and the fall, the first three chapters of Genesis next in our uh, next season, season two of the Online Tent Revival. Until then, I hope this has been a blessing, and I hope you continue to tune in as we study God's Word. Thank you for joining me at the Online Tent Revival. If you'd like to know more about God, His Son Jesus Christ, and salvation and eternal life through faith in Him, I invite you to contact me at onlinetentrevival at com. That's onlinetentrevival at yahoo.com. Thank you, and I'll see you next week.